Hey, what's up? Hello, I'm Essence, in case you didn't know, and welcome back. Um, so, I normally don't record, um, multiple times a week. I like to give myself a full week to process and direct my emotions and really plan out what I want to talk about and etc. But the episode that I posted on Sunday, um, or earlier this week, I'm not sure the exact day, just wasn't setting right with me. So if you did see that episode and you're no longer seeing it, um, it has been deleted, um, for no particular reason besides the fact that I felt like I was talking about something that I wasn't ready to talk about. And with that being said, I definitely stumbled through the episode and I felt awkward and uncomfortable and I said a lot of weird things and it wasn't really making sense when I listened to it back. Um, So yeah, I did want to just say that before I jumped into what I'm going to talk about. Um, And I have a lot on my mind today, actually, which is, it's not unusual, but yeah. Um, I really want to talk about the concept or the idea, and I'm pulling up my notes here. Um, just the idea of meant to be or should have, should have been, and also high school. (laughs) Um, so I've been out of high school for a while now, actually coming up on like four or five years. And, um, the quality of the sound probably just changed. I just moved my mic. Sorry. Um, so when I was writing out podcast ideas the other day, um, I thought it'd be kind of cool to align songs with ideas. And so I just turned on like a random Spotify playlist, which I can link down below if you guys are interested, um, and just decide whatever songs spoke to me that that would be what I would talk about. And so I have two written down. Um, I'll have a few written down, but the two that are going to correlate with what I'm going to talk about tonight are Make It To Me by Sam Smith and Sex Playlist by Omarion. Two <laughs> very different songs. Um very different messages that they both say, but I think they go hand in hand. So if you want to pause and go listen to those two songs and kind of put yourself in the mindset and mind frame that I was in when I was writing this, I encourage it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So when I listened to Sex Playlist, it made me think about, I just wrote down after school parking lot, dreaming about getting out. So I live in a, sorry. So, okay, sorry, all of my devices are going off at one time. Um, I live in a very small town where a lot of people that are from here stay here or they like go away to college and they end up coming back here. And I just remember when I was in high school, I was so obsessed with the idea of making it out, um, and I would talk about it all the time. Like my friends at the time had to be like so sick of hearing me say like, 
I can't wait until we graduate. I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to just be somewhere different and be something different. And I definitely still stand on that. Like I don't see myself um, permanently putting down roots in my hometown. My family's here and I have friends and family and memories and stuff here, but I, I feel like I outgrew this town and I'm going to explain what I mean by that in what I want the point that I want to get to. I have always been, you know, the type of person that I become what I'm surrounded by. Call it easily influenced, call it imposter syndrome, whatever you classify it as. I think that I am just very moldable. And I even now that I'm very aware of it after, you know, years and years of psychology courses, that is one of my majors, I find myself getting caught up in the where and not the when, the how, the what. I get caught up in where I am. And with quarantine and being back home for so long, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get my life together here. Um, with quarantine and like spending months on in my childhood bedroom with my family in my hometown, I have definitely become that person that I was in high school. And a lot of you guys know me from who I am now. Um, you know, when I really buckled down and got serious about social media and stuff like that, I was in college and I was a lot different. Going off to college definitely changed who I was as a person. I am so much more self-confident. I'm so much more sure of myself. I, I personally even think I'm a prettier version of myself. I'm not sure how true that is. I think it's the confidence that makes me feel prettier, but I am just not that, even personality-wise and morals, I am just not that person anymore. But being home has definitely made me feel like I am that person. I've definitely secluded myself again and folded into myself. I've doubted my personality. I've doubted my physical appearance. I've doubted my worth a lot since I've been home because no matter how much I evolve outside of this town, when I come home, I still compare myself to the girls that I was comparing myself to in high school. And I still feel like I don't measure up. And I say all that to say, <laughs> there is a guy, and I've never wanted this or any of my channels or anything to be one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, all you talk about is like boys and love and relationship drama. And, that, and that's not what this is. It's just something that's been on my mind heavy lately. And I needed to talk about it. And I was listening to, I shout her out in everything that I do, but I was listening to Katie Bellotti, Thick and Thin podcast, of course. And it is the episode titled, I Like Like Him. And in it, she talks about how like, when she was younger and her the first time she heard about like liking someone and how she thought, well, that must be more than love. 
because, and as she put it, Disney movies go from liking someone to being in love and movies go from liking someone to being in love. And you're just kind of like, that's the progression that you're taught from a young age. You're supposed to like him and then you love him. And the idea of like liking him was a little different. And I definitely connect with that on a very serious note. I think that for a long time, I just assumed that like, once I liked you, I had the next logical step was to love you, which can be detrimental to a young girl's development, young guys too, just to a young person's development. And so when I was in, I want to say, not even I want to say, when I was in the sixth grade, and I'm not going to say any names, I met a boy. (laughs) We went to school together and I don't know. I liked him almost immediately. I think that like the moment I like saw him, I knew that I liked him. But I was also under the impression that I had to like play it cool (laughs) because like this isn't elementary school anymore. Like I was in the sixth grade, like come on. And I was like, this isn't elementary school anymore. And like, you can't just like tell him you like him. That's so embarrassing. Like you have to like be like kind of cool and like, oh, you don't really care. And so I just always acted like I didn't really care. And you know, sixth grade came and went and in seventh grade, I still liked him. And I still liked him in eighth grade. And I still liked him once we started high school. And, you know, around sophomore year where I just kind of liked him for four years, I started leaning into the idea of, do you love him? No, I didn't love him, (laughs) but I like liked him. (laughs) And it's so funny to like think back on now to be like, there was a part of me that genuinely thought I was in love with him just because I had had like a four year crush on him. And this is kind of an embarrassing story for myself. Like it's going to get embarrassing and that's okay. Like the point of this podcast is to be more open and honest and real with not only you guys, but with myself. I think that being honest and being open, I can, learn to address past traumas or issues and work through them and move forward in my life. So it's going to get a little embarrassing and I'm ready for that. And that's okay. Um, and I would, I would talk about him all the time to my friends. Like I'd be like to the point to where like, so I, my parents are chill. Like my mom is one of the chillest people I know and most of my friends have like super chill parents too so like sleepovers on school nights were never a big deal I could stay with my friends for three weeks straight if I really wanted to and vice versa like they could stay at my house every single night for a month if they really wanted to so I spent a lot of time with my friends we would cycle through between my house and I had like two main friends at the time like two friends that I was the closest to Um, when it came to hanging out outside of a school setting. So we would cycle through the three of our houses and we spent every waking moment together. And I talked about this boy in any time we would just like, you know, it'd be like kind of late and we'd all be in bed and like drowsy and we're like, just start talking. I would always bring him up and I'd be like, you know, like today in like the hallway, (laughs) 
and I'm making my voice like that because I genuinely used to talk like that. Like, if you knew me, then I'm so sorry for being so annoying. But I'd be like, you know, like today in the hallway, like, um, I saw him and he like stared at me the whole time I was walking past him. And my friends, God bless them, would be like, he likes you. Like, you guys, like, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at my own like voice. Um, they'd be like, he definitely likes you. Like you guys are going to be so cute together. And like, you just need to tell him, like, you just need to tell him. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. I, I'd be like, I, I need to know that he likes me first. And if I know that he likes me, then I'll tell him that I like him. And when I reflect on these moments, those moments now, it's so clear to me that that's one acceptance. I needed acceptance. I needed to know that I wasn't going to be rejected because rejection is and was one of the scariest things I ever faced. But it was also a lot of my anxiety like that I didn't classify as anxiety then because, you know, like no one really had it. And the people that did have it were, you know, like the quirky teenagers like oh I'm so anxious but like I genuinely had and have now really bad social anxiety and so I would like want to talk to him and I would like spend all day being like okay when you see him later you're gonna this is you're gonna start with this question and then when he answers you're gonna say this and then that's gonna lead to this and then finally you'll be like well let's like hang out later and you guys will hang out and he'll realize you're so cool and you're so funny and then he'll want to date you. I would do that to myself every single day. Every single day. And then it would be like, you know, back to that concept of after school parking lots. And I would see him and I wouldn't say anything. I would just freeze. Even if he spoke to me, it was more like a... <laughs> ha like half smile half laugh response and then he would leave and my friends would be so annoyed with me they would be so mad at me for like not saying anything and I just didn't know how like I didn't know how to open my mouth and say something and <laughs> that went on for years like, I wish I could say, like, after my sophomore year, I was over him. I wish I could say after my senior year, I was over him. I wish, as embarrassing as it is, after we went away to college, we went to separate colleges, that I was over him. Nope. <laughs> I wish that I could say that I was over this boy right now. Nope. <laughs> Even now, when I see him or someone talks about him or he's like brought up I lose all of that confidence that I gained in college and I'm immediately reverted back to who I was in high school so that is um what I learned with the Omarion song sex playlist and now going into the Sam Smith song. Sorry, I'm pulling up my notes again.
Yeah. So I wrote down the idea of should have been or could have been, but never were. And I talked in the deleted podcast, I talked a little bit about the idea of the one and missing out on the one. Lately, um, again, being home and being in my childhood bedroom and thinking about my middle school and my high school years, um, this person has been on my mind a lot lately because like I very embarrassingly admitted, I'm still into him. Gross. (laughs) Um, and I'm, I'm at an age now where I can say like, oh, I'm into him. Like, I don't have to be like, oh, I like him or I like, like, like him. And I know that I'm not in love with him. I just know that I'm very interested in him and we know each other pretty well at this point. I was in the sixth grade about 10 years ago. Um, so we've known each other or of each other for about 10 years and, we know each other pretty well. Um, okay, I'm literally not, I don't know which device is dinging and I'm turning them all off and something's still dinging. So sorry, um, but to the point. When I think about all the opportunities I didn't take because I was scared and I was embarrassed and I thought people were going to make fun of me. And I thought I was going to be rejected and being rejected was going to be the worst thing ever because this person was going to reject me and they were going to tell their friends and their friends were going to tell their friends. And then like everyone would know and not even thinking like, oh, everyone's going to make fun of me, but thinking that people are going to pity me. Like, yeah, I did think some people would make fun of me, but I thought other people would give me that sad, like, oh, she's a sad, broken puppy dog look. And I didn't want that. I wanted, you know, the positives. I wanted, I wanted it to work and I wanted to tell him, but I wanted it to be mutual. And I wanted people to be like, you guys are so cute. Like we knew that you guys would end up together. This is, we've seen this coming, like, you know, and it, it just never worked out that way. Um, but the more I reflect on it now, the more I wonder what would have happened would we have, would he have said no? Would he have said yes? You know, like, oh, do you like me? Yes, no. Maybe check the box here. Would he, would we have been better friends? Because I I would say we're slightly friends. Would we have been better friends than we are now? Like, maybe it didn't work, but he did realize I was like super cool and like crazy funny, humble brag. And, you know, we became really good friends and we were still, you know, bestie pals to this day. Would, you know, I don't know what would have happened. And I've been living with that regret here lately. And not just, it's not all about the boy, but I think the boy is what triggered this thought within me. It's like, what would have happened if I had spoke up in that one class or what would have happened if I hadn't been so nervous and scared and continued, you know, like singing. I used to love to sing and I used to love being in the choir. And again, I don't have a bad voice, humble brag, but I didn't feel like I was good enough. So I just stopped doing it. And there was a point where I wanted to be an actor 
And I was decently good. And I just quit because I didn't feel like I was good enough. I was too scared to get up on a stage in front of a lot of people and, you know, feel the eyes on me and do anything. And so there's so much in my life that I feel like I missed out on because I was scared and I let myself be pushed into a box and I let myself feel like, you know, you're not as pretty as them and you're not as cool as them. And maybe your family doesn't have as much money as them and all these other things. And I felt like that was the role that I had been given and that's who I had to be. So that's who I became. And I regret that so much. Looking back, I I feel so bad for younger me. And I feel bad for present me because maybe I wouldn't be at the school that I go to. And maybe I wouldn't do the things that I do now or even, you know, look the way that I do or have the friends that I do. I love my friends and I love the college that I go to and I'm not unhappy with my life. It's just what could it have been if I hadn't been so scared? I wanted to go to a performance arts school. I wanted to, I mean, I've always been a big dreamer and I definitely switched it up a lot. I wanted to sing. I wanted to dance. I wanted to act. I wanted to become a chef one day. I wanted so, I wanted so many things that I was just so scared to take that leap towards them. And so, Again, we're referencing putting both songs together now. I think the reason I was always dreaming of getting out is because I felt like once I was out, I could reinvent myself. I felt like when I was in a new town with people, you know, like there are people from my high school and my hometown, people that I graduated with that I go to college with. But, you know, for the majority, it was a whole new environment with people that never knew me. I could be whoever I wanted to be. I wasn't put in a box yet. And so that's what I did. When I got to college, I changed the way that I dressed. I changed the way I did my hair. I changed the way I did my makeup. I was more outgoing. I spoke more. I would initiate conversations and if I was into you I was just telling you like hey I think you're really cute like hey like let's get coffee like whatever like can I get your snapchat can I get your number like I was going to parties which just wasn't something I really did in high school I was now that I'm 21 I'm like in well I'm almost 22 I'm in bars and I'm in clubs and I'm dancing and like just doing things I would have never done before. And I'm so incredibly happy with my life and where I am right now. I still struggle with anxiety and depression and I have good days and bad days, but for the most part, I'm happy, healthy, doing okay. And I wish that younger me could have experienced that too. I wish that 16-year-old me could have just walked up to this boy and said, I've known you since the sixth grade and we are in the 10th grade. It's been like four years and I like you. 
and I want your Snapchat and I want to text you and I want to FaceTime you and like we can go on a date like say anything and who knows how that would have worked out for her would she have been a little heartbroken if it was a rejection absolutely do I know now having lived her life and being where I am now that she was strong enough to handle it absolutely But I say all of that (laughs) to then contradict myself and because as I said, I'm still into him and I've been asking myself why at 21 and, you know, the new version of myself, the version of myself that I became when I shed all of those things I felt I had to be, why haven't I said anything? Why haven't I texted him, called him, Snapchatted him, and told him that I'm interested in you and I'm not sure how you feel, but if you feel the same, maybe we can get to know each other a little better. Like, why haven't I said that? Why haven't I done that? Why am I still so scared when I see him? And why am I still so half smile, half laugh, half ha ha? you know, around this person. And I wish I had the answers and I wish that I could give you guys a better ending to this story. And um, I can't. I want to be the new version of myself full time, but I know that the old me still lives in me. And so my message to you guys and a message to myself and hopefully future me can listen to this and feel bad for me. Like I feel bad for 16 high school year old me. Um, because I'm, I hope that I'm not done evolving. I hope that I'm not done changing, but there's always going to be bits of the old you that live inside of the new you. Don't start questioning the new you just because of that. The new you is who you are because of the old you, because you overcame everything that the old you was scared of. And speaking for myself, I stopped being scared to wear the clothes that I wanted to wear. And I stopped being scared of my own voice. And I started, you know, I didn't fear rejection as much. I didn't look at rejection as an end-all be-all. I didn't look at rejection as a reflection of my self-worth anymore. And so I'm glad that old me existed because she pushed me into this version of myself. And I'm glad that this version of myself exists because we're still evolving and growing and I'm going to launch myself into the next version of myself. And I hope that I never stop doing that. And I hope that you never stop. I hope you're constantly pushing yourself to new heights, and to new levels. And I hope you're always facing the things that scare you head on. I hope that you know that you are enough and you are worthy and everything that you are manifesting will come to be. And know that you're not alone. 
know that you're not the only one going through it and you're not the only one feeling like an imposter and you're not the only one feeling trapped inside of your own mind and just waiting until you can get out. Just, you know, I was big on countdowns and calendars. You're not the only one counting down the days until you turn 18 and you can move out of your hometown. You're not the only one counting down the days until you can graduate college and move to a new town and go to grad school or start your career or just be in a different space. We're all doing that. We're all doing that all the time. But also take a minute to enjoy where you are. Make sure you're not letting this life pass you by. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you this week. Um, again, if you did read or read, if you did listen to the Noun Deleted podcast, um, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, hopefully I'll be able to tell that story one day and feel good about it. But that day is just not today. Um, you can keep up with me on my other social medias. I'm on Instagram as two underscores essence with an extra E at the end. I'm on Snapchat under essence loves you. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook. as just essence McGuire. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week.